Hi, welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Pault, and today I've got Michelle Grieshaber. She's the uh, Chief Marketing Officer over at Silicon Labs. And, uh, well, we're going to talk about the uh, state of the industry. There's a lot of stuff going on. Isn't that right? Welcome to the show. Hi, Alex. It's really a pleasure to be here. Um, yep, things are, things are pretty hot in our industry right now. I think that's, an, that's a safe statement to make. <laughs> well, you know, between software and new hardware advancements, wideband gap semiconductors, better logic, I, there are so many convergent pressures on the poor design engineer right now. Yeah, the, yeah, there certainly is. You know, um, I think there's been a, a desire in the industry to make things um, simpler to use, but yet the complexity of the things that the the engineers, the design engineers are being asked to do has really increased. So, you know, uh, a lot of us within the industry, Silicon Labs, you know, included, are looking for tools and um, you know, solutions to make the lives of the designers yeah, much, much easier. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. um, you know, this whole uh, evolution of the Internet of Things, um, yes. things becoming more and more connected, has really led to a desire for a variety of industries to connect devices that you probably um, initially wouldn't have thought about connecting, you know, 20 years ago when Silicon Labs was founded. Um, so, so if you're, for example, you know, um, brawn and you're and you're making coffee makers, well, coffee makers are now something that could very well be connected to this whole idea of the Internet of Things. But if you're an embedded designer creating a coffee maker, you may not be an RF expert. How do you make mm-hmm. that easier for those types of, of, of companies to add connectivity, for example, to everyday uh, objects or products to be able to participate in this kind of next wave of commercial development? Mm-hmm. But then again, Michelle, I mean, um, if, I understand, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Silicon Labs just celebrated a 20th anniversary. I mean, the, the, the old saying, the more things change, the more they say the same. I mean, Silicon Labs has always been trying to introduce advanced technologies and concepts to the industry. It's almost like a constant uphill battle. You're on a treadmill of uh, innovation, as it were. I mean, there's always some new thing that you have to teach the audience, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you you just mentioned the fact that we've celebrated our 20th anniversary. So we were founded in 1996 um, in Austin, in Austin, Texas. And really, that was done on the strength of the ability to help developers reduce cost, size, and complexity of their systems. Um, the first uh, products that the company came up with were a, a global analog modem for PCs. Um, that was mm-hmm. when, you know, PC manufacturers were struggling with kind of the global market and and how to how to meet the standards of the different markets that they were trying to go into and by you know uh, some some real innovation and and software <laughs> silicon labs was able to deliver um a, a global modem that really changed made made that um, possible for the industry to to standardize on on one modem um, and then mm-hmm. the other thing that the company did was the first CMOS-based RF synthesizer for mobile phones. So 
um, you know, the ability to get the kind of form factor of phone that we know now was was really due to some of this innovation to get things to the size that could allow us to put these phones into our pocket instead of carrying them around like something from a an 80s cop show. <laughs> well, and interestingly enough, uh, directly to my point, those are connectivity products even back then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been doing connectivity for the past 20 years. So it, it really is, you know, this this idea of, of moving into the Internet of Things builds on that heritage. So, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's, that's absolutely true. What are some of the trends that you're seeing? Are you getting any special requests from your engineering community? Or is it just a general, we got to make all of this stuff work better, faster, smaller, more efficiently? Or or are you starting to see some application uh, uh, sectioning? Yeah, you know, it's it's easy to talk about the Internet of Things as everything, right? Everything's going to be connected. Mm -hmm. But just as, as every market, you know, every new emerging kind of technology starts to evolve, there are segments of the market that are forming faster than other segments. So, you know, connected home is an area where I think a lot of, maybe a lot of your listeners are even experimenting with things at home, like connecting their thermostats or buying connected lighting. Those types of things are starting to, um, starting to become much more mainstream. Um, the smart energy space, um, we are very active, for example, in the smart metering um, kind of market. That's gas, water, and electricity. And what you're seeing are co- countries like the UK, like Germany, like Italy, like France, um, government-sponsored initiatives to really put these meters into into the home to connect the grid, to make the grid smarter, and to be able to manage energy consumption at you know a national level. Um, that that's another area. You've got um, lighting both in the home and and commercially. You've got wearables. Um, I think everybody, if you don't wear a fitness band, you probably know somebody who does. Um, so mm-hmm. that's that's a that's you know kind of a, a market that's that's uh, that's been taking off with a couple of players now that are really starting to dominate. Um, and and some some of it's even also happening in healthcare where diabetes patients, for example, can be monitored by their doctor. Um, by using blood glucose monitors that are connected so that it's um, it's clear to see what kind of patterns are developing for the patients over time. So there's a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that we're, you're starting to see pockets where traction is developing. Got you, got you. Now, having said all of that, um, where do you see development? Where do you, what opportunities could you predict for our audience? Well, you know what's really fascinating is these devices that we're talking about are becoming, um, you know, multi-purpose devices. So if you're, mm-hmm. um, so I'm thinking, I'm trying to, to, you know, really describe the fact that the functionality of a device is becoming much more multi-purpose. So if you're going to develop a security camera, let's say, for example, and that security camera is for the home or for a commercial environment, not only are you basically going to potentially connect that to, you know, to be able to monitor the feeds from that security camera, 
but you could actually make it a weather station. You can add temperature mm-hmm. humidity sensing to it. So there, the density of Presence the... protection for convenience. Yeah, you're ba- yeah, you're basically you're you're putting there the, what we're starting to see are you know y- it may have been a single use device before but now as you're starting to think about connecting it you realize that the designers are starting to realize that they can put more um intelligence into those devices to get more environmental information that can also serve to contextualize the information that they're picking up so it's 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 quite fascinating so think of it also like if you're um buying light bulbs for your home that um at some point you know maybe you're connecting those light bulbs but wouldn't it be kind of cool if um that same light bulb you know a couple months later software updates allowed you to use those light bulbs to detect whether or not somebody was present in a room and those light those lights could be you know programmed to go on or to go off yeah to basically mm-hmm. determine if somebody's around or even you know a lot of us are facing this um kind of uh this, the aging population issue where, you know, you may be worried about your parents or your grandparents um, who are living at home by themselves. And if you had, you know, connected lights, for example, that could detect whether or not your grandmother or your grandfather were actually moving around that day, that could give you a little exactly. bit more peace of mind, right? So there's, there, mm-hmm. you're really starting to see the ability, this, these different possibilities that are coming out from being able to connect these devices um, and add other elements to those devices that you really hadn't thought they would be good for, you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and then it's it's and those are the things that actually, you know, the understanding of these things are actually what's going to really help. Uh, get ahead in this space. I mean, when you think about the marketplace, and as you were saying, you know, they call it the Internet of Everything, the Internet of All Things. It is go- there is going to be some uh, factionalization and such, but the bottom line is it's still going to be a very, very um, competitive and busy market. And the ability to not just sell, but to also educate and provide engineering support is going to be critical going forward. I mean, I, I know you all have a uh, a very good support staff, but uh, just reiterate, you know, what kind of support can they expect from Silicon Labs if they do walk in the front door and say they want a solution? Well, I mean, what we've really been doing is creating um, more solutions, like the word that you were saying before, you know, um, it's not just, we're not just selling components, but we're actually selling the, you know, the combination of, you know, uh, integrated circuits, the the stacks, mm-hmm. the software stacks, and and creating in certain places reference designs to help speed the design process itself. Um, so we've got lighting reference designs, we've got um, gateway reference designs, uh, you know, a variety of different things like that. We also have modules. Um, so we've taken our components and we've actually made it so that you know you don't, as I said, you don't have to be an RF expert to drop a module into um, into a device. It's also pre-certified. Uh, we have a set of tools that um, make it very easy to, um, to connect and prototype um, quickly because you can actually um, build applications with this tool, test those applications with this tool, and also we have some pretty unique features um, like 
the ability to profile energy consumption. We're really, one of the things that we're really all about is, um, you know, use, utilizing energy very intelligently so that you can drive the life of a device through long battery life. You don't have to be connected, for example. So, so we provide tools that allow you to really optimize your energy profile so that you can maximize the lifetime of your batteries. And we also, because we are connectivity experts, have tools that allow you, you know, kind of first in industry to really trace packets for um, some of these newer technologies in the mesh space like Zigbee and Thread um, so that it's it's um, much easier to, to, to prototype and get a working model up and running so that you can get to market faster. So those are some of the things that we really are doing so that, you know, it's great to be able to call somebody or to, you know, to get an answer to a question when you, when you want, when you need it. And we have a community mm -hmm. as well as a support staff that does it. But the thing that we can do to help the engineers the most is to make it so that they, they can answer a lot of the questions themselves. That's really what we're, we're aiming for. Well, and that's a commendable goal. And then my audience knows I'm very big on companies that are really trying to move the ball forward and not just sell product, actually provide a value add to the marketplace and not just simply uh, stand there and say, hey, I got a product. You're right. Yeah, so, so um, it, it, yeah, go ahead. I was just I was just going to ask you, are there any uh, products or there any uh, services or anything downstream that uh, you could tease the audience about that uh, Scilabs is going to be releasing in the near future? Well, um, I, I think one of the things that I would kind of tease the audience with is the the continuing evolution of the capabilities of some of the products that we have already released. So um, at Embedded World in uh, 2016, so just this past year, we announced a, um, a family of products, um, wire, Wireless Gecko, um, and those products were, are, you know, basically can support multiple protocols on the same silicon essentially we've we've created versions of them that are bluetooth only for example but we also have versions of these um these components that can do multiple protocols you can you know bluetooth wi-fi thread zigbee proprietary sub gig protocols for example and mm -hmm. the reason why i think this is is interesting is you know um as, as we're evolving the support for this, you're starting to see that you can run, you know, you can pick which one you want to run, in, you know, back in February. But we're starting to bring on the ability to also run multiple protocols, at, you know, s simultaneously, if you will, on the same chip. Mm -hmm. That's what that's where this is going. So you could, for example, actually, you know, you can boot up. Uh, a, a device uh, on your phone with Bluetooth and then have it connect into a mesh network and run on the mesh network. You can, um, in the future, be able to um, have kind of, um, you know, both a thread stack and a Bluetooth stack running at the same time where that Bluetooth might be beaconing. Let's use a light bulb again, right? Or you might have a, a thread connected light bulb, which is in a mesh, but every, you know, a couple of intervals, there's a beacon 
that goes off that's Bluetooth. So that's where, you know, we were talking about density of function. There is no one standard protocol that's going to rule the Internet of Things. And being able to provide our, you know, the design community with the ability to choose um, components that can do multiple things is really the mm-hmm. thing where is the direction that we're that we're going to try to serve the community um, so that they can future proof things as as different um, use cases evolve uh, as well and um, we've done quite a bit of work there both with this idea of multi protocol but also with um, layers like uh, radio abstraction layers to make it easier to port um, stacks from device to device, including uh, proprietary stacks, which I think is is a very interesting thing because there's a lot of proprietary um, connected devices that are out there. But, you know, making it easier to move those to the newer technology and then potentially add other protocols to create this, you know, density of function is another thing that we um, we are majoring in. Gotcha, gotcha, Michelle. Now, unfortunately, this is a podcast and we don't have all day, although this is a topic we could talk about forever. I mean, there's just so many things going on in the industry, even beyond the Internet of Things. But uh, before I let you go, I always let my guests have the last word in my podcast. So it could be a little bit more about uh, your products or something about the company or just a tip for our audience. But the floor is yours. Okay. Well, I would just say, you know, um, you know, I think we're we're really seeing a future where there's an unlimited possibility for how people, devices, and data will be connected. And, you know, we're at Silicon Labs, we're really, um, you know, just beginning, but also, you know, 20 years, I guess you could say, into this idea of connectivity, but helping mm-hmm. to create a really a more connected world where cloud computing and the proliferation of cloud de- of connected devices will really improve our lives and transform industries and economies in profound ways. So I guess I'm kind of leaving it on a little bit more philosophical note, but I'm, I'm yeah. really excited about the future of where the, this technology can take us and really glad that we are a part of it and have been a part of it for the past 20 years. Well, uh, Michelle, I can do nothing but agree with you completely on all of that. Um, <clears throat> better functionalities, improved connectivities, those are all Uh, great things. And so, like I said, I'm glad to have had you on the show. Glad you had a chance to uh, bring us up to speed on uh, what's going on over at Silicon Labs. And uh, we'll definitely bring you back to the show again and talk some more about the industry. Thanks, Alex. It was a total pleasure. All the pleasure was mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Power Systems Design. Have a great day.